0: Hour number three of the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host, Leah Brandon. is off this week. This is the program where we talk about the news of the week, the events of our lives, and we do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. In hour number three, I still have a lot more to get to with regard to this week in the race for the White House 2016, both with regard to Hillary Clinton, who gave an interview on Fox News Channel this morning, probably the last that she will ever do. She might end up doing one if she's president uh, you know, late into her uh, first term. God forbid she gets a second one. But uh, for this campaign, I'll be shocked if she does another interview like she did on Fox News Channel. The Washington Post has already called her out as a liar. I believe they gave her four Pinocchios on her answers regarding the email controversy and her characterization of what the FBI director said about her handling of the email issue. And there's no question that Hillary Clinton is is a corrupt liar. Absolutely none. But we already know that, folks. And I know that I get criticized quite a bit on Twitter and Facebook, and I'm sure there are a lot of listeners to the 23 radio stations that broadcast the John and Leah show that are quite confused by why it is that I'm still focused so much on Donald Trump. Well, This is about the news of the week, this show. And I calls them like I sees them. And it's my view that we have two Democrats in this race. That's what we have. There are two Democrats. I'm never going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Let me make that clear. Never going to support her. If, God forbid, somehow the decision for who the next president was going to be was in my hands, which is, of course, never going to (laughs) happen, probably for the better, especially this year, I honestly don't know who I would choose between Hillary and Trump. You know, I was on vacation this week with my family in Yosemite. And when you're in Yosemite, you have a lot of time to think because you're basically cut off from the rest of the world. For better, for worse. And I really, really wanted to come up with a reason so that I could support Donald Trump going forward here. I tried so hard. And I was close. I really was. And then so many things happened this week. So many things that just made that nearly impossible. I mean, I'm not even going to get into all of them. I mean, literally this week he has flat out lied at least 15 times or done things that are completely unpresidential that would have disqualified anybody else at least in the modern history of the country, if not the entire history of the country from being president of the United States, all sorts of things. I mean, some of them don't even get talked about now. I mean, he mixed up Tim Kaine and Tom Kaine, former governor of New Jersey on multiple occasions at a press conference. Now, is that a disqualifier? No, I mean, look, you, you can have a slip of the tongue all the time. But that's a pretty big mistake, especially when your second home state, a state where you do a heck of a lot of business is New Jersey. It also indicates, by the way, that you can't be much of a Republican, which, of course, Trump isn't, because you would never mistake Republican Tom Kane with Democrat Tim Kane. You just wouldn't do that. And then there was that joke he made. I realized he was... In his mind, he was being sarcastic, but a president can't do this type of thing, where he effectively asked Russia to go find Hillary Clinton's missing emails. I, that you can't do that as president. You're you're effectively asking a foreign country, one that we're at odds with, to intervene in our election. Anyway, I mean, so I realize that a lot of people get ticked off with me because I'm so negative towards Donald Trump. I still think there's a chance I might end up rooting for him in the end. If he gets close, which I'm still not convinced is going to happen, having Scalia's replacement alone might nudge me to root just a little bit for Donald Trump with all the negatives that come with that, but he is making it so difficult, so, so difficult. And one of the things that happened this week is that in the middle of all this, in the middle of the Democratic convention, his campaign announces he's not going to be releasing his taxes. Now, this is stupefying. defying Stoop-def- Oh, by the way, I, I, since I promised this, before we get to the taxes, since I promised that I would explain how Trump might actually do pretty well in the debates, assuming he actually does do them, which I think he will. I think he will mainly because he can't resist a huge audience. And two, the media would hammer him on this one. Way more than they should they, they even will on the taxes, which I, I can't believe the media isn't hammering him harder than they are right now on not releasing his taxes. But the media wants those debates badly, so Trump is gonna have to relent on that. But we might live here's my pro-Trump view on the on the debate issue. We might now be living in a world where one liners and insults And entertainment is all the majority of Americans really want from their presidential candidate. Are you not entertained? I mean, that's what it might be for a lot of people. Gladiator. That if he comes in there, it doesn't matter if he doesn't know squat about anything. It doesn't matter what foreign countries he offends or what relationships he destroys or threatens or how ignorant he is on the issues or policy or how many times he contradicts himself or how many lies he tells if he's entertaining and he chops her head off gladiator style, are you not entertained? I think there's a scenario, especially in the short run, like within a couple of days of any particular debate, where if he really comes in and smacks her in the nose and makes people laugh a few times and be, and is the gladiator the people who like him would be expecting, he could actually see a jump in the polls. Now. I still believe the news media would spend the next week or maybe two weeks correcting that and dissipating whatever bounce he got out of those debates. So my, my guess, by the way, my guess is the debates will happen. Maybe the dates will be changed. But I actually think the debates are highly overrated because in this particular situation because I think even if Trump does do what his supporters are fully expecting him to, which is to knock Hillary's block off, substance and policy be damned knowledge being irrelevant even if that happens i think that the impact of that will be short-lived because the news media will clean it up for hillary could go the other direction the only real impact i think it could have is if we have that wizard of oz pay no attention to the man behind the curtain moment where trump is completely exposed as the fraud that he is then We might see an impact because the news media has potentially an incentive to put fuel to that fire. Of course, if Hillary's already winning by a substantial margin, they may not have an incentive because they have a huge vested interest in this thing at least being plausibly close all the way to November so that people don't lose interest in this reality TV show because that's what this has become. It's a reality TV show. So even then, under that scenario, I don't see the debates having a massive impact. Because if Hillary's already too far ahead, they're not going to put Trump out of his misery, the media. Because they don't have any incentive to. Because if Hillary somehow goes up by 15 points, no one cares anymore. No one tunes in, and the media loses. All right, so when we come back, though, i got to talk about this tax issue. Because this, to me, goes right at the heart of why I believe Donald Trump to be a fraud and how it is just beyond incomprehensible to me that he is the Republican presidential nominee on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host Leah Brandon is off this week. She'll be back next. Hopefully she's enjoyed her vacation. All right, continuing with the the race for the White House 2016 and specifically the things that happened this week that have prevented me from being able to find a reason, find a way to be supportive of Donald Trump's Quest to beat Hillary Clinton, assuming that's what he actually wants to do. I'm, I'm not still 100% sold that that is in fact what he wants to do, not in a conspiratorial way, although that is theoretically possible given his past relationship with the Clintons, but more in a subconscious fashion. Maybe the most amazing thing to me that occurred this week, and this, if I had to pick one of hundreds of issues in this entire campaign about which I am totally stupefied that this has been able to occur and that Donald Trump has been able to somehow not only become the Republican presidential nominee, but up until the last couple of days, theoretically been leading to be the next president of the United States, having major, although I believe fraudulent political predictors now saying he's the favorite to win is the fact that he has not released his tax returns of any sort. This has never been done in the history, the modern history of American presidential politics. I mean, nobody, no one's even thought to try to get around this, I guess you would call it a tradition. It's not a law. You don't have to do it. But it's been an unwritten rule forever that you got to release your tax returns, especially by the way, because only Donald Trump would really qualify here, when your entire, and I mean entire, campaign is based on the perception of you being a super-rich business wizard, which would only exponentially heighten the imperative for us to be at least able to see a couple of years of your taxes. Well, Trump claimed during the primary season, well, I was. he said he was going to do it. Then he can't do it because he's under an audit, which is bullcrap. But Fox News Channel and Talk Radio went for that silly excuse because they were in the tank for Trump because they loved the drama and the ratings that he was bringing. And I guess the mainstream media figured, well, we'll let this go because we can always get him in the general election. And he did say he'll eventually release them. And maybe this audit will be over with. Well, this week his campaign came out and said, nah, nope, nope, no soup for you. There will be no tax release. Well, in pure Trump fashion, he went on with George Stephanopoulos on ABC and seemed to somewhat contradict that, although in a very Trumpian way, because I think what he's really doing is. He's saying he's never going to release them without actually saying he's never going to release them because he's still hiding behind this bogus audit issue. But here's most of the interchange between Donald Trump and George Stephanopoulos over this issue of why Donald Trump has yet to release any of his tax records.
1: My tax returns are very simple. They're under a minor audit, routine audit, as they have been for many years. Every year I get audited. Now, I don't know if you get audited, but I have friends that are very audit. wealthy that never have been audited. I say, do you get audited? I get audited every year. I'm under a routine audit, like routine. And I have been for years, every year. But there's no longer. George under here's the very audit. simple. Yeah, but they're all linked. It's called the link. Uh, it's very simple. If my audit's finished, that's great. Now I have to tell you, I watched Mitt Romney four years ago. He waited till September to give him, just before the election. They made him look so bad. It was so unfair. I actually think he didn't lose because of the 47%. I think he lost because of a couple of really minor items in a tax return where he did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. So it it is unfair. But I will say, when I'm finished with the audit, I'll do it. Richard Nixon Nixon released his, even though his were under audit. uh, Don't use Richard Nixon as necessarily the guide, okay? I mean, you know, it's an interesting person to use, but don't use it.
0: Okay. Now, I, I understand the Trump M.O. Trump supporters apparently don't. But understanding the Trump M.O. makes it very clear what's really going on here. He's hiding probably multiple things, more than just one thing. And we know it because of the bogus nature of his excuses. First of all, that last comment about Richard Nixon is amazing. I'm not even sure Trump realized what he was saying. He's saying that he's not going to be as transparent as Richard Nixon. That's right. Donald Trump is running for president based upon his business empire. And on the issue of his taxes, he's acknowledging he's not as transparent as Richard Nixon, who did release his taxes, even though they were under audit. And this audit excuse is bullcrap. And another element of bullcrap on this audit excuse is the notion that you can't release years prior to the current audit. He doesn't have like 10 years currently under audit. This notion that somehow they're linked. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Hold on. No, 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 no. If you were talking about tax returns after an audit, I could see that. But the there's no linkage between tax returns that occurred before the current audit. That doesn't make any logical sense. There's zero, zero reason, logically or otherwise, for him not to release his taxes and this notion that romney lost the election because of what he did i got to address that when we come back because this is the biggest bunch of as tim Kaine might say malarkey in this entire batch on the john and leah show on the free speech broadcasting network Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host Leah Brandon is off this week. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com or among other things you can check out the podcast for each and every edition of the John and Leah show. You'll definitely want to check out last week's late hour number two where Leah and I really go at it over how to handle Donald Trump. She has been bitten I believe at least partially by the Trump bug. She would disagree with that. That uh, She's not a huge fan of Donald Trump, but she's a strong supporter of him because of the fact that he is the only way to prevent Hillary Clinton from being president. I am not convinced that there's much difference. I mean, there's a difference. I'm just not sure that I'm not convinced that, that Trump is going to be any better uh, than Hillary Clinton. I know a lot of people listening would be saying, well, John, he can't be any worse. Actually, I I do see a scenario where he might be worse. I mean, but the bottom line, folks, is he's a Democrat. He's a liberal Democrat who is a pathological liar who is not qualified to be president. I'm sorry. I have tried really, really, really hard. I tried to like him. I tried to endure him. I tried to figure out a way to support him. I can still even see myself rooting for him. If this thing is close enough towards the end, but I I just cannot in any way, shape, or form get excited about the concept of him being president, even if it means keeping Hillary out of that office. And yes, I get the importance of replacing Scalia, but my goodness gracious, based upon his past statements on issues related to the Supreme Court, how any conservative could have any trust in him at all, even on that issue, is beyond my comprehension. And the issue that really encapsulates all of my concerns, all of my cynicism about Donald Trump being a fraud, and that's what I believe him to be. I believe he's a fraud. I believe he is indeed a con man. And I'm somebody who should love Donald Trump for a number of reasons that I've outlined numerous times in this program related to political correctness, hating the news media, support for my crusade for truth in the Penn State case. Also, I've met him backstage at the Today Show, all these sorts of things I've mentioned numerous times. I still I can't do it because I hate frauds. I hate cons. I hate liars. And the issue that encapsulates all of this is his refusal to release his tax reform, his, his tax returns or his tax records, whatever you want to call them, And his excuses for not doing so expose what a fraud he is on this issue. That he clearly is doing so because he's hiding something. It's obvious. His excuses suck. The idea that he can't do it because they're under audit is bullcrap. Even Richard Nixon, the least transparent president in modern history, released his tax returns while they were under audit. The idea that somehow older tax returns would be linked to the newer ones that are under audit is also, it's obviously absurd because you can't have tax returns linked to newer tax returns. I can see the opposite direction, but the stuff that was, let's say he's under audit for the last two or three years, who knows? What happened in 2006 can't be linked to that because it hadn't happened yet I, and he's, he's 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 70 years old he's got to have records of taxes for decades he can't show us any of them that's just a, uh, it's just
1: it's just flat-out ridiculous
0: and even more ridiculous was the notion that well the real reason that i've now come up with because this is the best i can do to float it to my fans to see whether or not they're going to buy this. And, of course, they'll buy anything because I could shoot a guy on Fifth Avenue. They'd still vote for me. Is this idea that Mitt Romney lost the election because he released his tax returns in September, and there were a couple of things that the media were able to turn into issues and make look nefarious when they really weren't all that bad, and that's why he lost. That's just a lie. That's a lie with multi-layers. First of all, I want if you don't believe me, go Google Mitt Romney releases his tax returns. He did so twice. The first time, when you Google that, you're gonna see, I think it was in March, February or March, might have even been January. It was it was during the primaries. Before he had clinched the nomination in 2012, he released his tax returns. Then in September, he released. More tax return information. And I don't even remember. I have no recollection, and nor did Donald Trump specifically mention, any controversy that had any staying power or any impact on the Romney campaign when he did that in September, going above and beyond what he needed to do because, much like Trump, he was super rich, And felt like he needed to make sure there were no concerns. Because Harry Reid was lying up a storm about Mitt Romney's what might be in Mitt Romney's tax return. So he did it twice. There was no game-changing issue there. If there was, Trump would have at least been able to mention it. I followed that election as closely as anybody. I have zero, zero recollection of any impact at all. As a matter of fact, if you remember, after the first debate, which took place in sub- late September, or at least mid-September, Romney was winning. So this idea that somehow he lost the election because of something that happened before he ended up taking the lead is...
1: It's just flat out ridiculous.
0: But it's not just the explanation. It's not just the ridiculousness of the explanation that's relevant. Why is the explanation ridiculous? Trump's explanations on not releasing his tax returns are ridiculous because he can't come up with anything better and he must desperately do so because he can't release his returns. And make no mistake, this is not, I know Trumpsters like to say, oh, no one cares. Baloney. There was a poll out just yesterday. Over, I think it was at least 62% say Donald Trump should release his taxes. Only, I think, 26% say he shouldn't, and they're the most ardent Trump supporters. By the way, as an interesting aside, and this is true, the same poll, this is the PPP poll, which is a a Democratic-leaning organization, they actually asked, do you believe that Hillary Clinton is linked to Lucifer? Is she linked to Lucifer? 18% of the public said yes, 18%, 36% said that she should be locked up in prison. So our next president of the United States, Hillary Clinton in all likelihood, will be president over an electorate, according to this poll, 18% of which believes that she is linked to Lucifer, as Ben Carson said at the Republican convention, and 36% believe should be locked up in prison. Boy, that's healthy for a country. But I digress. So the reality is a huge majority of the American people believe that Donald Trump should release his tax returns. And so he is willing to endure the political cost of that. And there will be costs, folks. We haven't seen it yet. For some reason, the news media is not nearly as obsessed about this as I figured they would be, or at least they should be. Here's my guess on how the media is playing the taxes. Donald Trump's taxes are now the axe that's encased in glass with the little sign that says, in emergency, break glass. The taxes are the axe. In other words, if we get close here towards the end, if it's October and Trump is still hanging around or in their eyes, God forbid, leading, they can break the glass whenever they want, pull out the axe of the tax issue, because it's something the average American who decides presidential elections can understand. Why won't the rich, super rich guy show us his taxes when every other presidential candidate in my lifetime has? They're going to get that. It's an easy sell. And it's not going to be a stretch at all for people to understand the only explanation for why he's not doing that is because he's got something really big to hide. Think about that, folks. If he was really what he says he is, if he was really as super rich as he says he is, as much of a charity giver as he says he is, if he's got nothing to hide, why not drop the bombshell on everybody and say, see, I told you so. The irony, of course, is this this is the same guy who demanded... Demanded that Barack Obama release his birth certificate, long form please, and continues to castigate him, although I don't think he's done it recently, probably because of the tax return issue, has castigated President Obama numerous times in the past for not allowing his college records to be released. Which, by the way, I would like to see Barack Obama's college records, because I think Barack Obama was an academic fraud. So holy hypocrisy, Batman, the guy who wanted... Barack Obama's long-form birth certificate, the guy who wants his college records, all which I'm in favor of, wa- claims to be super rich. His entire campaign, all of it, is based upon this issue. He will not re- release his tax returns, and he's using bull crap excuses. And that's what they are, excuses. Claiming an audit prevents it, which it doesn't. Claiming that you can't go to old returns because they're somehow linked to new returns that are under audit. Bullcrap. That somehow because Mitt Romney lost in 2012 because he released his returns. Bullcrap. And that's not even what Romney did. Romney released them in the primary, then did it again in September and was leading afterwards. It's all bullcrap. Now, I don't know what the bombshell is, but it's got to be really bad. For him to endure the inevitable or at least potential political damage, which would be heavy if the news media wanted it to be, on not releasing his taxes. And you know what really makes me angry about this? This is the same guy who in almost every single one of his stump speeches says, I won't let you down. I will not let you down. He says that all the time. Believe me. I will not let you down. These are people who have put their hopes and dreams and their trust and, and sometimes they're hard-earned money into this phony billionaire's fantasy, ego-driven presidential campaign. And he won't even sacrifice whatever embarrassment is in his tax returns to make sure he has a chance to actually win. He's putting himself ahead of this America he says he wants to make great again. That is infuriating. That is Selfish. That doesn't, I mean, nothing, nothing is going to piss off Trumpsters. I get that because they are so invested in their guy, in their hero. They can't think straight. They can't, they can't do anything straight. They're mesmerized. They're brainwashed. But to the people who still have clear eyes on this, that ought to piss you off. Because again, make no mistake, it may not be the big issue right now, but if need be, the media is always going to have that to break out in case of emergency. Our final segment coming up next on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. Leah will be back next week. Our podcast for the John and Leah show will be available Monday morning at freespeechbroadcasting.com. That's freespeechbroadcasting.com. Before we go, there's two other stories I want to mention uh, in the brief amount of time we have left. Part of my disdain for Donald Trump, and it really honestly has become disdain, is that he's not only a fraud and a liar— But he's also a liberal who the conservative news media has been afraid because they don't want to lose their golden goose to expose as a liberal. Of course, many of those in the conservative media might actually be liberals, too. A perfect example of that occurred this week, got completely lost in the avalanche of other insane elements of Trump's sanity that happened this week. And my God, there were so many things that occurred under the realm of Donald Trump that should have been disqualifying for presidency or even the Republican nomination that we wouldn't have enough time for them if I focused only on that for the full three hours of the program. But here's one that got very little play. This is Donald Trump on the O'Reilly Factor on Fox News Channel where you can almost literally hear Bill O'Reilly convince Donald Trump that we need a federal minimum wage and he even gives him the exact amount the federal minimum wage ought to be. Listen to this.
1: Let the states make the determination because if you take New York, it's very expensive to live in New York, and they need more than, you know, seven, eight, nine dollars. Uh, so you go with the states. But and the, states let the states have the authority the now to do that. But there has to be a federal minimum wage. They do. What would you set the federal minimum it wage It doesn't at? have to be. Well, I, I would leave it and raise it somewhat. You need to help people, and I know it's not very Republican to say. Well, give but me, give need me ten, 10 bucks. 10? I would say 10. I would say 10.
0: That's, I mean, it's unbelievable. It was, it, I mean, he's... He's making it up as he goes and not. I mean, that is what Donald Trump's doing. He is making up major policy on the fly, on a TV show, being urged by Bill O'Reilly because he thinks, well, if Bill's saying it, then it must be conservative enough. Because, you know, Bill O'Reilly's looking out for the folks on Fox News Channel. If you think I'm exaggerating or making this up, this is not the first time this has happened on the O'Reilly Factor. Back last year, when that whole Syrian refugee issue came up, O'Reilly asked Donald Trump about it. And he asked him about it in a way, much like a teacher asks a student a question in a way that the student is able to figure out what the teacher wants as an answer. And Trump says we have to, we have to take the Syrian refugees from a humanitarian standpoint. Well, the next day his campaign issued a statement, go, whoa, 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 that's that's not what uh, we meant. Um, and we're against the Syrian refugees because we now realize that that completely destroys our entire argument on anti-terrorism and immigration and everything related to that. Well, very similarly, you just heard him. O'Reilly says, no, 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 we need a federal minimum wage. Trump says, okay, yeah, sure. Forget about that state thing I was talking about. And O'Reilly says, how much? And then O'Reilly says, 10 bucks? And Trump says, yeah, sure, 10 bucks. Let's do 10 bucks for a federal minimum wage. He's making it up as he goes and not. That's his whole campaign, folks. This is the Republican presidential nominee in a year that should be a lock for Republicans to win. Unbelievable freaking believable this is a liberal stance that has huge impact by the way if he becomes president and there's a federal minimum wage of ten dollars i mean it's bad enough here in california where we're gonna have a fifteen dollar statewide minimum wage shortly but can you imagine what that would do in places you know, rural places in the south or the upper midwest a ten dollar federal minimum wage I liberals would be rejoicing over that if that ever got passed that, that would be a wet dream and it would be devastating to small businesses throughout much of rural conservative america and this is their presidential nominee most of the, most of those areas voted for him especially in the south a ten dollar Federal minimum wage from our conservative Republican tell-it-like-it-is guy who even acknowledges it's there in that answer. Well, you know, it's probably not a really Republican thing for me to say. Well, what's stopping you now, Donald Trump? But even worse than that, I think, is just the, the idea that he's, he's making it up as he goes along being urged on by Bill O'Reilly, who's, by the way, no conservative and has only one interest in all of this ratings. That's all Bill O'Reilly cares about is ratings. So the notion that Bill O'Reilly is looking out for the folks is as ludicrous as Donald Trump is a conservative. They don't care. All they care about is keeping the gravy train going. And if Trump wins, the gravy train continues because they've got access to power and an amazing story. And if he happens to lose, which I still believe strongly he will, well, we get Hillary to kick around for four years because the last thing we would want at Fox News Channel is to have a boring white guy conservative or at least somewhat conservative president like a Scott Walker or a John Kasich or even a Marco Rubio, who's at least got a little flavor flavor, but that would be boring too because we wouldn't be able to have a boogeyman to kick around. That's the way the conservative media works, folks, and that's how we ended up with Donald Trump as our nominee, and that's why we're going to get Hillary Clinton as our president, and that's why Antonin Scalia is going to be replaced by Hillary Clinton, when he should have been replaced easily by a conservative Republican. And you can thank the conservative media, and you can thank all the idiots, who supported an obvious unqualified liberal for president in Donald Trump. All right, that's it for this edition of the John and Leah Show. Check out the podcast on freespeechbroadcasting.com tomorrow morning. Leah will be back next Sunday. Until then, I'm John Ziegler. Have a great week, everybody.